Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether you want to spend time or give them the short shrift from narrow streets to adrift, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Maybe he's forgetting all the times we fought. It's my co-host, Evan. Why don't we lay down on the kitchen floor? It's my co-host, Saker. Wow, why don't we? Give me one good reason why we're not doing this podcast from the kitchen floor. Coronavirus. That's a good... I feel like everything in my house... I would have gotten coronavirus if it were on my kitchen floor. Oh, I thought you meant like we had to lie down together on the kitchen floor. Yeah. Telekitchening. Here's the deal, though. You have the antibodies. You're you done. You done got them. I probably do. I don't know. I've not, I haven't got the antibody test. And the we ones could, they got are only 50% accurate. Yeah, but they, they throw out false positives, not false negatives, which is good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it would be fun to do this in person again. I yeah, miss doing I drink, this in person. I drink a small vial of poison every morning. <laughs> that you aren't doing this podcast in person? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm building up a tolerance. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, for any reason, do you feel like you might be poisoned sometime in the future? For when we do this again in person. Do you consider this podcast poison? <laughs> no, no. It'll just be like, what happened to Saker? I don't know, gas leak or something. Must have been a uh, bor- borax mm-mm, leak. <laughs> Not for me. I inhale a small bottle of gas every day. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well played, my friend. Well played Thank indeed. You. Thank you. Sometimes, every once in a while when I breathe out, I'll just catch it in my hands and then breathe back in because I'm trying to slowly build up my immunity to carbon monoxide as well. Um, That's carbon dioxide. Well, then, fuck. I guess I'm screwed, aren't I? (laughs) Well, I think if you're immune to carbon dioxide, you got double the immunity to carbon monoxide, right? (laughs) That truly makes sense. Uh, If I have... Is there dicarbon monoxide? I... You're... 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 Write it. You're making me forcing me to write a check. I can't cash, buddy. I uh, okay. Think let me back to my me, uh, eighth grade chemistry. Let me ask you this: carbon monoxide. Yeah. If I if I if I breathe in carbon dioxide, I'm double as immune. What if I breathe in dicarbon monoxide? Am I double as immune, or is it a different immunity? Or I think it's a different immunity. You're just better at forging steel. I think. Sure, that may, I'm, it's a different skill tree that I'm yes, building. Yeah, on. yeah, exactly. Or is it? Is sure. it a different resistance tree? Uh, it might be a different resistance. So tree. when you're you're beating that bog iron into uh and mixing it with a uh, high carbon or just carbon, <laughs> and you make make that sweet uh high test steel that they use on forged and fire. All those knife making boys. Mm, are you a big forged and fire fan? It's like chopped, but for knives. So I'm as much <laughs> of a. I'm as much of a Fortune Fire fan as I am a Chopped fan, which is it's to say not, I enjoy both of them. It is not a competition, though. It's just it a guy who decides that, oh, I thought Fortune Fire was just the YouTube guy who decided he was going to make a, like, a cloud sword from Final Fantasy VII, and then he makes it. Nope. And, it's basically Chopped, but with me- types of metal and blades. Ooh, so you start nev- out with four, four metal chefs, I believe is what they're called. And uh, every round, they get challenges set forth by the judges. But unlike mm-hmm. Chopped... Because you can kind of see the knives and you can kind of see what's wrong with them. You can sure. almost always guess who's going to win. So I, I fast forward through every, like most of every episode because <laughs> like fair. by the time they're finished, it is like 95% obvious who they're going to kick off. Whereas sure. in Chopped, you don't know because you can't actually taste or smell the food. Sure. An ugly food might taste delicious. Yeah. Whereas an ugly knife is just an ugly knife. Yeah, because knife aesthetics like, are 90% of A knife the... with obvious cracks in it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'm not a big, huge fan of competition shows. I did, however, season three, I got really into and I got a bunch of other people really into the masked singer season three of our show. 
Season three of our show, yeah, when we were doing Born on a Pirate Ship, yeah. uh, I said, hey, everybody, let's get into Masked Singer season one, which is what was airing back then. Um, so the I've never seen The Masked Singer, and I've only heard about it. I've never read or seen anything about The Masked Singer except people, my friends, commenting on it. So let me see if I can. The premise is they have judges, celebrity judges, I imagine. Yeah, yes. And people come on and they sing songs like on American Idol, but they're wearing mascot uniforms. And I know we said we weren't going to talk about mascots again. <laughs> that was, that was off. You just, can't, you not just can't help yourself. You got to talk about mascot. Myself. They sing mascot theme songs oh. for various serials. Oh, come on now. Now you were on the right track and you <laughs> knew you were on the right track. You can't do this. Can't get enough of that sugar joke. <laughs> yeah. I can't get enough of my Scots, man. I need my Scots. Um, Scots. Yeah, mascot. You you still call oh, them mascots. I call uh, them masks. Oh, see, I like it when Scots wear masks, but not all do. Um, I don't mm. know. There are some mascots that don't wear, you know, you got Mr. Yeah. Clean, you got the Jolly Green Giant. Those are some Scots. Yeah, there's some just mascots who just wear green face and black face and... <laughs> what what brands are still doing blackface mascots? I'm just saying that there are mascots who do blackface, or there were. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I did uh There are like I, there are like those brands that like you you just you see that are still around but you don't want to buy. Like I don't know, like Aunt Jemima's syrup. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable buying this. Like That's true. if it were a black owned business that like, you know, but I don't think it is. I think it's just a family of white people who make, you know, <laughs> sugar you know, stuff out of corn syrup or like yeah. Uncle Ben's rice. Like I just don't feel comfortable buying that stuff. Once I uh and now there's a lot of, I think, papers on this and a lot of uh, uh, thought around it. But uh, maybe 10 years ago when this happened, there wasn't. Uh, a group of, of friends and I went to a LARP. And um, one of my friends Ooh, was like, went to a LARP. Sacred oh, pretending to be a space boy. boy. <laughs> uh, but one of my friends was like, oh, I'm going to be a dark elf. I'm going to be a drow. And so he brought blackface paint and did it all up in the cabin. And we Mm -hmm. all like looked at each other and we were like, this doesn't seem okay. And it probably isn't, but he went out anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's tough. Like, so only like black people can play dro. I just think you can just like cosplay. If you're cosplaying a character with dark skin, just you don't... just put a big you just put a big B on your head for blackface. That is correct. A big BF right on your forehead <laughs> for, for blackface. That's correct. That's the only acceptable way to do blackface in our culture. Right. Is the I implication mean, of blackface. Like like I said, I've never been to a LARP. I don't know. Sure. I don't know how things are done there. So I imagine sure. once you get kicked out of a LARP, you take off your mask, and then the judge, you get all the audience gets to see who you really were. You take and off then... your. That's correct. Yeah. Every one person every ten minutes gets thrown out of the LARP based on the audience or the judge. Uh, base uh-huh. uh, they t- they tell who has to go. And so uh, who, yeah, so who won season three of the LARP singer? Um, I did. <laughs> I, I won, my friend. I did it. I was a Goliath, and I just you know, gray face is okay. I did that. I was okay with that. A Goliath, like from Gargoyles. Yeah, basically. Is that okay with you? Like a, you were a gargoyle? No, I was a big guy, a big guy with a big hammer and a big shield. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. It's fine. It's fine. God, why don't we just Why don't we just get to talking about this week's song? <laughs> this week's song is called Maybe Not, and if you've never heard of it, here is a quick sample.
Maybe not, Ev. Hey, my reaction after hearing this song, right? What do I think about doing this episode? Huh? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying here? Right? Like, uh, first off, first, first thing, right out of the gate, we have to address it. Stop. Okay, continue. <laughs> that would be the first thing to address, I suppose, is how many fucking stops and starts are in this song. <laughs> yes. Pretty soon you will be needing me to Every two seconds there's another one. <laughs> it's it was you know what though? That is my fucking kryptonite. I've talked about it before Starts on this and podcast. Stops? Yes, I love it. It's a cheap pop that works for me every wait, fucking time. Wait, 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 wait. Kryptonite do you understand what kryptonite means? It's my weakness. Right, but the kryptonite's a bad thing. Yeah, and weaknesses like potato are bad chips, things. Potato chips are not Superman's kryptonite. Like, kryptonite harms well, him and makes him weak. What I'm saying is if there was a cryptid in the forest and he was singing a song and he stopped and then started every so often, I would be like, well, let me, I got to go to that concert. I got to go check out. And then he would fucking eat me. He's my crypt, That's my kryptonite. He knows what I, I want. He knows what I need. You mean like Sasquatch? Like Sasquatch. I assume the Brennigan ladies are cryptids too. Um, I guess. I mean, vampires aren't really cryptids, though. That's true. I guess. Why aren't vampires cryptids? Because I feel like cryptids are, cryptids are, even though a lot of them are old, like they're modern monsters, right? I, I don't know about that. I guess. Like, like, I mean, like the, they're things that, I think the difference between a cryptid and a monster is, and I'm 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 doing like the out of character LARP thing now, <laughs> is that cryptids, crypt, cryptids are there's still a, a chance that they might be real, like even a diminishingly small chance, like because like people people literally believe in the cryptids, right? Like there are people who are like the Mothman Festival. They talk about seeing the Mothman and shit like that. I would like, kill for Slenderman because I believe yeah, that he is like, real. Stuff That's like true. that. But then there's also, I don't think Slenderman's a cryptid. I think he's like a folk horror or like an urban legend or something. Wait, so now there's another category for, I yeah, think he's like, a cryptid. I think, I think cryptids are unexplained animal phenomenon like preternatural phenomenon and then like i don't think because i don't think the slender man's a cryptid i think all the scps are cryptids right Disag- siren head slender man good boy you don't think so good boy little, little patty patty winkles <laughs> good boy is a cryptid um i so you think there's a differentiation then between urban legends as well i think like because i think that cryptids are something that has been claimed that claims to exist but has never been actually no because i guess but never proven to exist like contrary to popular belief so like they don't have to be like super like there are animals that were cryptids and then proven to be true like what like uh deference cat okay (laughs) schrodinger's cat yes he was proven to be in the box uh, yeah, I guess so. I just feel like we can lump, when you say monstrous cryptids, all that stuff, I would lump it in under the same, over a creepy yeah, pasta. I guess that makes sense. But like, when I think of cryptid, I think of like Loch Ness Monster and like Bigfoot. I don't think of like vampires and Slender Man. But then we go into some weirdo like Loveland Frog. Is that a cryptid? I don't know. Okay. I don't need- all right. That's fine. You don't have to know. I'm just asking you. Yeah, I feel Here. like because it's like cryptid comes from like cryptozoology, right? And cryptozoology doesn't study study like Slenderman. It studies like the chupacabra. But then so, again, like like the the, the 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 Jersey Devil or like 
and that's sort of, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I really got you up a wall But here. are like ghost cryptids? I don't know. Is it is it human? Is that what the difference is between a cryptid and a a, a, a monster? I don't know. But, I think I bet there are a lot of definitions of cryptid, and we're we're kind of dancing around this. But sure. this is the Know Nothing podcast. Because um, I feel like a Bigfoot would be a cryptid. A Bigfoot definitely. skirts that line between cryptid and because it's humanoid, right? Right, but so like Yetis are cryptids, and so is a Jersey Devil or like Chupacabras. Like all those are humanoid. A Yeti is a Sasquatch. Is a Bigfoot. A Sam Squanch is a Bigfoot. Is a Yeti. What? We need the Sam Squanchers on this podcast. The Squanch Smanchers. The Squanch Smanchers. Sorry. Oh, that's a that's a deep that's a deep cut. It is a deep cut for all our season three buddies. In fact, all that's right. We are <laughs> we're calling when. out. We're making all the season three throwbacks. You got to go listen to all of Born on a P- Bopes to get to get all the the sweet reveals. Um. In any case, uh, it's my kryptonite. Does that make sense still? Are we still there? I forgot where we were. Um, No, the first thing we have to discuss is the fucking cute ass naming convention. Uh, Is it too clever by half? Possibly. Track nine on this album? Maybe not. Track nine on Naked Ladies or Me? Maybe you're right. Right? That's had to have been intentional, correct? Didn't even know that. I, I mean, now you know it. So I just felt like my I felt like my stomach drop <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> that upset you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I mean, it's it is too clever by half, uh-huh. right? But I I also feel like they're both kind of organic. I don't feel like uh, you know they they named this one maybe not as like a joke because it's kind of the whole theming of the yeah. song. We could just go with like the pivot lines, like it's too clever by half a gal and a shit. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> like, just say something the opposite that begins with the word the the beginning of the ending word of the previous phrase. Oh, you did not like that. I'm feeling. I feel like half of the pivot lines are actual pivots, and half of them are just not. You are correct, and that upset me as well. Yeah, those pivots pissed me off a little bit. Um. Some of them are very fun and funny. It's a, a return to form for the twists. A lot more of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have things, uh, just for the listener's sake, I'll, I'll throw some in here. Like, uh, you know, pretty soon I'll be the one that you hold at bay. Uh, and then I'll, my favorite one, uh, forever I'll be good as gold. Lame. Pretty soon I'll be the one you hold at bay. And then forever I'll be good at Uh, just like really cute, clever lines. But you are right, Ev. Some of those are totally inconsistent. <laughs> was there one that stood out to you? Because there's one that stood out to me. It was con- completely inconsistent? The, the, the most inconsistent one. Um, Was it the Dutch one? Yeah, it certainly was for me. <laughs> That's what I spent... 80% of my time on this. I can always tell when I really like a song because I just go down Evan's rabbit hole of the week <laughs> and I spend a solid hour listening to Dutch music. Pop Did music. you? Okay, sure. Uh, and here we're talking about the line, Dondermar op, consider yourself told in Dutch. In Dutch. <laughs> and yeah, of course, Dondermar op means uh, like get lost or beat it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was a little ruder in the research that I did, like piss off or fuck off. But yeah, well, like, it's not it's not vulgar. When oh, I asked, yeah, when I've asking my Dutch friends, like it was it was like they they said it was more like 
just get out of here like, get lost like because uh, there's no there's no vulgarity in it well you i was i was very tempted you did the step that i didn't which is i have a friend who has a uh, a, a belgian fiance and i was sorely tempted last night to message her and be like hey can you ask yarl for me what this means like what the context is and i didn't but you did ask your 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 dutch friends yeah yeah so they said they, yeah they said it's just like a get out of here but also it can be used in a lot of different ways like afrikaans dutch is different than like flemish dutch oh so um yeah like it's it's more like get like I'm going to beat you up sort of thing in Afrikaans is what they said. Um, So yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. But what I did find, which led me into this, was uh, Donderma Up by the uh, Dutch party sensation, Alex. (laughs) Just Alex. I love that. And this guy is a fucking, I don't know what is, we're going to put a little bit of Donderma Up right in now. Alex. He's like a he's like a polka party guy yeah. and like if you go on his Facebook page he's got like a video that he made of himself at a bunch of parties like huge parties and like they're like i sat there and translated the whole fucking video because i was just so curious about this fucking weirdo and like (laughs) his he's saying things like yes i will i will do and his facebook page has like a like button and then it has a bookings button Uh you can like click on it and i guess he'll come to your party sure he's like i will come to any party nope the roof cannot stay on a party that i am at (laughs) no one no one will be able to just stand and like he just like he's like he, I don't know if you, you, you saw him, right? He looks like a, f- yeah, a he's fifty-year-old bartender. Yeah, he looks like if if Alex Jones took care of himself a little bit more, he would look yeah. like the Belgian Alex. And he calls uh, himself like a party artist, is what he refers to himself. Oh, as. He, he's the he's the Dutch LMFAO, is what he's trying to be here, I guess. Yeah, but he's got thousands of fans. Okay, I did not. I you went down so many more rabbit holes than I did because I did not look at his Facebook. Is he? He's very popular then. Yeah, in like the Netherlands and okay. only the Netherlands, sure, like sure. and like maybe like probably a hundred miles either side of the French border. But that's that always fucking fascinates me is like local music, local popularity stuff. Like people who are from like I don't know Liechtenstein, who's like the the number one like rap artist in Liechtenstein, like. <laughs> You know, you'll never hear these sort of people. And so whenever I whenever I encounter one, I always try to eat as much of them as I can. Sure, sure. Did you listen to any of Alex's other songs? Yeah, they're all party songs. They're, oh, they're really? All, they're all like, a, um, well, I mean, he's got some slower songs, but like he's like a like an Andrew WK figure where he shows up and he just like <laughs> he's just like 100 percent energy the whole time. And so he's doing this like live. I watched one of his live like Facebook con- like desk concerts because he's doing uh-huh. like the he's doing what the bnl boys are doing oh where sure. it's just him and like a microphone and he's just like singing song after song and getting more and more excited all by himself wild oh my god okay so alex Al- alex wielders or wielders yes, yeah uh is his name um my goodness okay so uh maybe not uh is uh, is this a hit song by him did you or don't don't remember up excuse me yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a hit, and it's got one of the like most f- more famous Dutch rappers on it. Um, oh, really? Uh, what's his name? Lange Franz. Lange Franz. Yeah. Lange Franz. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
so I, I, I gotta say i didn't listen to much of it uh, did you enjoy like, it yeah i did actually i enjoyed it more than uh gravy snot um really maybe not, maybe not. yeah like uh it just it's it's got a catchy techno beat and it's got sort of like it's like a weird owl style like polka yeah in the background and just like the guy in the video looks disgrunt like he looks he's got high energy but like he obviously just went to a party and was like hey guys we're doing a video here it's gonna be so cool all you guys are gonna be in my video just have to do what i do so like everybody is like singing with him and like doing like dancing but they're also like looking at the camera looking at him to see if they're doing the right moves and stuff like that and it's just a collection of like dutch people and you're also you're neglecting the great fact that uh, half of this video, it, it seems to take place at two distinct parties. One party where everyone is wearing masks with his face on them, which is <laughs> fucking great. And the other one seems to be some sort of middle-aged dinner party. They're in a very fancy room with books on the wall. Everyone is holding, like, everyone there is, like, a middle-aged man or woman. And there's, like, paintings on the wall. Yeah. Um, very, very, very strange. So, truly, he will go to any party. You can invite yeah. him to your, your mom's uh, retirement party. <laughs> yeah, if you, no one will be able to just stand. They will have to move <laughs> to his music. And you, you know what? I found myself moving. You know, the man is an artist. Sure. He, moved, should he we, touched something inside me. Should we go ahead and rate his song? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ev, as you know, uh, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. So, uh, the more clothes it's wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So, on a scale of bare naked, fully clothed, Ev, don't up. What do you say? I'm gonna just I'm gonna start out by calling out my privilege and that I've I've studied abroad and I've been I've been abroad, um, you know, traveling, uh, you know, sort of under my own steam because it was for grad school. But like, don't up is. A night when you've done, I've just got out of the stacks. I've just been researching um, 8th century Japanese cartography. I finally found a copy of the Gyoki map I was looking for. And I just want to fucking celebrate. So I go out uh-huh. to the local bar at the corner of the shitty street that I like lived at. And I just start pounding sake and things like that. And, you know, like beer is a social lubricant alcohol is a social lubricant so, so i'm getting happy and the japanese guys are getting happy too or the just people in general and i lived in a, a kodobukicho which is like the it has a lot of youth hostels so there's probably there's there'd be dutch guys there there's some russian sailors on shore leave and we're all just having a good time despite the language barrier things get a little frisky shirts come off it's nice oh. and hot because it's a tokyo summer uh my head's shaved because it's so freaking hot and there's no indoor like air conditioning Shirts are off. Uh, we're dancing. We're all sweaty. Uh, Donderma up comes on the uh, 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 yeah. One of my Dutch friends is like, "Oh, you got to hear. You got to hear this one." And oh, I'm sorry. The song figures into your review. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we start. And then we uh, we like look at each other for a second, and then it catches us, and we're all just dancing, having a good time. Shirts off, no shoes because we left them at the door. This Donderma up, capri pants only. Wow, pretty impressive. A pulsing uh, techno. For me, uh, I am at uh, just like an old, old person's. I'm at a retirement home, and uh, I'm, I've just like kind of come to, and I'm like, why am I here? And I realize that I'm like, you know, having a, having a conversation. No, I'm my age right now, man. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I was like, I was throwing a party, not throwing a party, but like here to cheer these people up. But God, this is like kind of sad and depressing. Like, I know it's important, but it's, you know, it's kind of sucks. But then... Uh, I say, boy, I wish this was more fun. And then I hear the door swing open and Alex comes in <laughs> and he says, we are going to make this a party. Hi, and- Sager. Cause he knows everyone's fucking name from <laughs> yes. the beginning. 
And he and then he starts a song starts playing, but it's maybe not by the bare naked ladies. And then I, I like all, everybody starts partying and taking off their shirts just like in yours. And then I realize like this isn't right. This isn't real. And then I hear a voice say, uh, "When you've got a party, make it a Stella Artois party." And I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit! I'm in a commercial." And then I realize that while this song is fucking great, I'm also down to my capri pants. I'm in the wrong place. I'm in a dream. I'm in a commercial. I should really be in a bare naked ladies podcast. <laughs> so back to talking about maybe not. So maybe not. What other thoughts did you have about this song, Ev? I really liked. It was like. It was alternative, but like in a way that felt derivative to me. Like where the previous songs I've said of alternative that I enjoyed, this one it, again, it's just like a, my. Uh, if you do a good job, I'll like it. <laughs> it's the most like facile it, thing I can say, but like this just felt like they were trying to do alternative and they just couldn't quite pull it off. That's so funny to me because this I wrote in my notes like the alt part clicked for me with this song. Oh. I was like, yeah, I loved I Ed totally abandoned country completely. Like, I feel like that's when we get Ed, solo Ed's best work, is when he goes, fuck, fuck a country song. I don't want to do country here. That's when we get, like, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other hits that we've gotten from him. I mean, it's Pinch Me's all of the radio stuff. But, like, I love it when he does more of an alt thing than he does a country thing. Um those alt sounding guitars really start to kick in in the second verse when mm-hmm. Kev's doing his weird like twinkling star keyboard. Oh, that was stuff actually my favorite and... thing of the song was his like his like Wolf Parade esque like background squeedles like that yeah. I really liked. So, about how far you take a metaphor? You always seem to see the glass. Hat. It was great. Like I I I loved that. Um, I thought it was really cool. Uh, but man, as good as the guitars are and as good as the keyboards are, you know that Ty has this shit on lockdown today. Oh my God. His drum work is so smart here. Really? You didn't notice it? it no. Because oh, every time they do the stupid little stop starts, um, he varies it up. Like sometimes he'll come in with a roll. Sometimes it'll be like, boom and then come back in sometimes he'll do a weird like triplet but he's always kicking in something different to like it's just fucking like amazing he he's he's making this song not boring and then forever i'll be good as gold i know your heart cannot be bought or sold all those stops and starts would have gotten boring for me if Ty had not been there to constantly like kick it in in a different way. I thought it was so cool. I guess is there anything good that stops and starts? Oh, are we doing the um the riddle uh, uh wheel segment? <laughs> I guess <laughs> what so. is good but stops. I was just and trying starts. to think like with stops and starts like yeah I mean, like some... a tr- a train. Oh uh, yeah, a bus. A bus, a plane. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, any vehicle, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, are, are you okay? But can we extend it beyond vehicles? What's good that stops and starts? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. Yeah, I don't think Maybe I can't really think else. of much. Okay, like the economy, not a good idea if it stops and starts. Yeah, yeah, as we're finding out. Yeah, um, your heart, not great. I guess yeah. it's better that it starts again, it's better than just stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I don't know, um, but a, uh, a public beating. A public beating is better when it stops and starts. 
Well, I it be, it's better to stop for a little bit than just get beaten all the way through, I guess. Sure. If you get beat all the way through, it's like, we're going to give you a half hour of beating. But if it's broken up into three 10-minute chunks with five-minute rests, I'd rather just get it all out of the way, right? That's kind of a We're going to give you five minutes to collect yourself before we begin beating. Think about what you've done. Yeah. God, a half hour, a half hour beating would be just death. You'd die. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on how severe. If it's a caning, if it's a uh, uh, the guy who Still spray painted. caning for a half hour? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's better than just being like stomped on. Like I guess, ass- but you're still gonna you're still gonna die. It's gonna rip you to shreds, dude. Do you think if somebody caned your ass for half an hour? For half an hour? Die? Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, if they were doing it, if they were doing it in earnest. Yeah, I guess your pelvis would be dust, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, okay. You, you, it's, gonna, it's gonna rip you open, fair. dude. Um, there is some instrumental stuff that I was not a fan of on this. There's that one note solo. Uh, after the second verse, that's just a fucking bummer. It sucks. I'm from yours. Did you notice it? Where it's just like, no, Kev, Kev is just playing the same note over and over again, and it sucks. It's not good. Is it a um, solo if you just play the same note? I mean, if 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 you are the highlight, then yes. Like, Kev is doing all sorts of squeedily noodle stuff throughout the song, and then they finally, like, spotlight him, and he's just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, like, <laughs> tapping out some help me in Morse code or something. I don't know what he's doing, but, yeah, it's a bummer. I don't know. Um, but for the most part, I did, like, all the instrumental stuff. You know what the best part of the song was, Ev? It wasn't the drums. I take it back. What it's- was it? Maybe you'll forget the things that I forgot. Uh. Maybe you'll forget the things that I forgot. Maybe you're forgetting all the times we fought. Maybe we oh, I did put a, I did put claps with the with both the uh, Spanish style upwards and downwards exclamation points at the beginning and end of them <laughs> because I knew Saker was going to call that one out. Oh, I wrote, I heard them and smiled knowing that Evan would call me out. That's <laughs> what my notes say. Um, yeah, those hand claps are so real and raw in this song. God damn, they're good. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it. Okay, okay. But, all right, yeah, never mind. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. But beyond that, uh, there's great harmonies in the second verse. Um, I don't know. What What else? Except, what like else the, like the, the, the harmonies are weird because there's somebody on like a low drone. There's someone who's just like, Pretty soon you will be wanting me to go. Like there's just yeah. somebody on that like low drone, and I, it it kind of th- it kind of threw me off a little bit. We lay down on the kitchen floor. All that we say we had with us before. We'll find a way to what we're looking for. Oh, did it? I I like that a little bit. I thought it was. A, I wrote that the 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 down harmonies, which I think is Steve, is kind of a bummer. But I kind of like its contrast with Ed's like big powerful vocals. Why don't we lay down on the kitchen floor? <laughs> I think they actually just typed it all into Microsoft Sam and hit the uh, <laughs> speak for me button. Um, speak but for me, Microsoft. Speak for me, Sammy boy. Um, I did love the ending of this song which was just a sitcom opening holy shit it's so the harmonies kick in Mm -hmm. and i can't not see people like just like 
looking at the camera and waving at it. And there's a joy to that part, but it is so fucking silly. What else stood out to you, musically, lyrically? Uh, do you think these people are breaking up, or do you think the guy is trying to get the other person to break up with him? I think these people are breaking up. I don't think they've got a chance in hell. Um, you think that he's trying to get the other person to break up with him. Interesting. What gave you that thought? Well, just because he's he's constantly undercutting himself. So I, I have the feeling he's in a relationship, but also that he's he's okay with but also doesn't want to be in kind of like it's strange because like if you take off the pivot lines the song's nice right mm-hmm. and i feel like the pivot lines were his like internal monologue where he's like you know hey baby i love you in real life but and then he adds like the two other things i love you when you're in the box or something like that I don't yeah, know. yeah 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 but I like it's just like box. it's just like you know when you say something to someone and then you're you like mentally add a couple more words. Yes. And I feel like that's what we're getting is both his verbal dialogue and his his like mono his inner monologue. See, I felt like that's the re and it's never explicitly stated. This is all headcanon, being all headcanon for me. Right. But that's As why always. they were that that's why they were breaking up is because he can't fucking stop himself from like mumbling a few extra words after <laughs> they fucking like, Oh yeah, baby. I love you from now. You fucking bitch. Like enough with the pivot lines. Ed. <laughs> Ed's wife is constantly like, cut it out with the pivots. Um, but yeah, I, I think it does seem like he wants to get back together. Like I, I don't think he wants to give it up. Because he's like, you know, why don't we lay down? Why don't we, like, think about all the things that we had? But his mind keeps veering back into, like, you know, we, you know, we, we, have, to, we have to separate it. We have to, like, break up what's mine and what's yours. We have to bring all the Beanie Babies out in front of the judge and draft them so that we can figure out what I'm going to keep and what you're going to keep. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that it was uh... – plus he tells her don't tomorrow up. Right? Uh, cause yeah, in Dutch, I guess. And that's, that's the one line that just didn't ring for me. Oh, really? Like, felt- because like everything he's, he's saying about her, and I'm assuming it's a, a woman, but it doesn't have to be, um, sure. is that some, that it's gonna, it's all future tense. Like pretty soon you'll be wanting this pretty soon. You'll be wanting that. And pretty soon we'll be arguing, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you always see the glass half filled and now it seems to me the glasses have spilled. Like a lot of this stuff is is future, is set in the future. Mm-hmm. Whereas the stuff he's saying, like in the present, are all all things geared towards keeping the relationship together. Like uh, why don't we lie on the kitchen floor and you know all that we all that we say we had with us before. Like so that sort of stuff. Like he wants to like show what everything is, and he wants to. Maybe you're forgive the things I forgot. Maybe you're forgetting all the times we fought. That sort of stuff. So he's saying like. I don't know. I think he wants to be together. And I think that he just can't help himself but be a shit. Yeah, interesting. Um, 
I don't know because I do feel like there is some present tense stuff, and even the the lines that you uh, kind of quoted there, you always deign to see the glass half filled. Like that's current. Like right now, you just you you can't you can't see it half filled. What is wrong with you? And now it seems to me the half glass spilled. That's the past tense. Like it's over. Like I feel like he already sees it as a as a half glass spilled. Um, I think he's I, talking I, about. I think he's talking about her. Like she's always kind of a pessimist, and he wants them to stay together. Mm, and the reason why the glass isn't half full was because she in her constant pessimism sort of knocked it over and spilled a bunch yeah 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 okay um see i, I mean I'm not, thought... I'm not saying this guy's golden or anything i just think that he's he's more committed to the relationship than it seems at first blush sure if anything i think he's gold lame um to be fair mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah I, I definitely again this is one where the bernicked ladies are good at that in not making their characters seem like heroes. Uh, I don't know if that's really a musical. I don't think there's really a good guy that uh, is in a Bernicked Lady song as a narrator, is there? I mean, um, there's never been a Bedside Manor. Sure. Um, At least when there's a villain in a song, it's some never fantastic. Clear. Oh boy, that's <laughs> <laughs> that serial murderer is your idea of a hero. Um, but uh, I don't. It, it just never feels like. It feels like they're very good at not, not making their 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 person the good guy, which is I like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's yeah. about all like I, I said, had for. This like song. I said, I see. He just seems kind of wishy washy to me. Like I, he doesn't yeah. seem like he's like a shitter get off the pot sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree with you. Um, yeah, Ev. That's about all I had with this song. Did you see uh, the bathroom did- sesh? Yeah, now there are some other versions of it. The bathroom sesh. Boy, Ed fucking sped it up here. Yeah, he did. And he was he seemed like he really likes this song because he was like, I've seen a lot of bathroom sessions. I've seen way more bathroom sessions than I have ever wanted to see. But like, sure. normally he sings them and he does a good job. But like, he was really jamming on this one. He really, like, yeah. you could, he sped it up and he seemed to like it. Like he, So I think he has a soft spot for this song. I agree, but did you read the um, the, the description that it seems he himself wrote for that one? No. Uh, it, it said something like, uh, 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 this is another song from our new album, Maybe Not. By the way, we're almost at the end of the bathroom sessions. They were all recorded during the Army Our Men phase. Oh, um, okay. It's sad. They're such mm-hmm. a standby. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, but uh, it, he said, um, uh, you know, this is another one. I don't think it were, or I didn't think it would work without a full band to accompany me, dot, dot, dot. And it definitely didn't or something like that. Like he's hmm. very down on himself, which made me think that maybe he's speeding through this because he doesn't feel very confident about like, uh, about, about how he's yeah. playing it. Um, that might be the case, but I don't know, but maybe not buddy. That's mm-hmm. what I have to say, but, but I don't I think also- so. I don't, but I don't think so. Maybe you're right. Um, oh, I wasn't sure how this one would work out solo, and I'm not sure it did. That's what it says. Um, but this one is fucking ripe for that hand clap percussion, right? Like, this would not have taken any extra well, effort he, to he do. He has to stop playing and clap his hands, which is, it's actually kind of hard to stop playing your instrument, clap your hands, and then immediately go back to playing, like, mid-chord. Yeah, he could have like knocked on the guitar. Maybe I've seen. Yeah, you know, he could have done. He could have done some guitar he percussion. Little clicked with his tongue. Maybe you'll forgive the things that I forgot. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> That's the uh, the equivalent of a hand clap. Um, yeah. Did you watch the Ships and Dip Five version? Nope. 
Buddy, I would have been with you thinking that Ed loved this song until I watched the Ships and Dip 5 version yeah. in which uh, people, I found out how it's selected. People write down song names on ping pong balls and then they randomly pull the ping pong balls out and oh. sing whatever song it is, right? I thought they so would just throw the, them at the band and whichever ping pong ball the boys could catch. That You're not crazy far off from some bands because I went to a Ben Folds concert where we all got pieces of paper at the door and we were supposed to write our request and then throw it like a paper airplane at the stage. And he would just pick random pieces of paper up off the stage and be like, mm-hmm. okay, this one is called whatever. And then do the song. He knew every lyric and every chord to every one of his songs, even like B-sides. I was amazed by that. Um, but Bennett ladies are not so lucky. Uh, ships <laughs> Dip 5. Uh, Ed is clueless about what this song is, what he's doing. Uh, We have another very, very happy woman up there holding his lyric book for him. And even as he's reading the lyrics, uh, he gets to the first bridge, which is, you know, the why don't we lie down on the kitchen floor. And he's like, he just like is strumming. And then he finally goes like, I don't, what is this? What is this sound? What do we do in this part? How does this go? And then Kev is like the whole band stops. Like they dropped to nothing. And Kev like plays the little twinkly parts and you can hear Ty go like, it slows down here. It slows down. And Ed's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he does not, he just like plays the regular (laughs) chord. Like he does not me to That leads me to think maybe this is more of a Steve song than an Ed song. It's possible. Maybe it's one that he gave to Ed. Um, I don't know. This is such a tumultuous time for them. It's so hard for me to consider the fact that they might have been giving songs to each other. But it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very cool watching the Ships and Dip version of this because the whole crowd does the hand claps. It's very fun. <sighs> it's like your utopia. I get it. I know. It's really Everyone is. clapping. A crowd of clappers? Love that. Uh, did you find any other versions you wanted to talk about? Nope. That's it. All right. Ebo, then at least tell me this, my friend. Which dating sim is this song like? Well, of course, this could be none other than It's Over, a breakup simulator. Oh, interesting. Never heard of that one. It was created during the Portland Indie Games Summer Slow Jam of okay. 2018. Okay. It is a quick little game. In fact, I played it all the way through about 25 times. <laughs> okay. To get all five possible endings. You had to play through it 25 times to get all five endings. Yes, 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 because there are, some of them are hard to dig out. Um, oh, okay. But you are a high school student who has a who is a high school student at Speakeasy High, uh, uh-huh. the fighting um, Capones, I think. And uh, you are it basically it takes place after two weeks after the end of a dating sim. So okay. you have you have managed to close the deal with some student. Or they're actually, they're the protagonist of the dating sim, and you are their their target. Their target, I think, because they all Got call it. you senpai. And uh, um, you can choose for one of three characters: uh, a male character Satoshi, a female character Kyoko, or a gender neutral character Rei. Oh, cool. And um, basically, you track them down in the hall and uh, break up with them in various ways. Neat. And that's- pretty much it there's lots of different ways to do it you can be super wishy-washy you can start out the conversation by saying i'm moving to canada which immediately ends the game because you moved to canada <laughs> nice oh you actually do move to canada it's yeah not just yeah it says congratulations the them. game is over you moved to canada yay which is why i immediately <laughs> thought of this for a bare naked ladies uh song oh, that's so yeah this great. is a, this takes place on your the game takes place on your two-week anniversary and you've been avoiding oh. their calls for one week Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So, are these are these intentional? 
These little bare naked uh, drops? Almost certainly not. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the bare naked ladies based one week on this retroactively, oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they, the bare, bare naked ladies obviously took a lot from this dating sim. Stephen so. Page, time traveler. Itself. Yeah, man. I mean, it's time travel is great because you can liberally steal from the future without anyone knowing. <laughs> In fact, you must because that yeah. completes your loop. You have to. You, yeah. Therefore, you did. Somebody, so you're. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, in the game, you're aiming for an amicable breakup, um, and the interactions are basically the same no matter which character you're breaking up with, but mm -hmm. uh, there are five endings, obviously. Moving to Canada, you can end the game still in a relationship with mm -hmm. them because they can, like, bully you or you can be not committal enough with your breakup, which is, like, what's happening in this song. Sure. Uh, you can have an amicable breakup, you can be a total asshole to them, or you can just get an it's complicated relationship where they're all of them are surprisingly into, like, dom play, which is odd. <laughs> Are they all the same, like, character? You, I mean, nothing changes? They're, it's just a different skin. They're pretty much the same dialogue choices. Got so, it. Okay. It was a quick, it's a quick little game, like I said. Neat. Oh, just wait, like this okay. is a quick little song. Is there a UFO ending? Is there some goof? I guess the Canada ending is the goofball ending. Yeah, the Canada ending. And the rest are just uh, normal relational endings. I so. like that. Oh, very interesting. Ebbo, you're going to become yeah. the dating sim master by the end of no. this album. No. We have... We have a lot more songs left. We have we have seven more dating sims oh, that you have to God play, damn. beginning to end, to get all the <laughs> I, endings. I only play the short ones beginning to end, and also this one had no reviews and no let's plays, so I kind of had to kind of had to dig in myself. Sure. What did you did you just search for dating sim breakup? I have my ways. I'm a researcher by trade. If you'll if you'll remember correctly, I go on to JSTOR, JSTOR and I read okay. the academic articles on dating sims. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm checks out okay cool from various right, and I, I contact my uh my game theory friends sure yes and they uh they give me good ideas okay interesting uh ev it seems like we're at the point then when we have to rate this song so ev as usual we'll rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed the more clothes we already did this i don't have to explain it again ev what's your <laughs> rating for this song oh i hate to call it my privilege here but um, I did go abroad when I was younger. Um, I was in grad school. I went into my own steam, though, on a scholarship, a government flas uh, scholarship, and then a Rhodes scholarship. Um, so I was studying there in the Japanese uh, diet library, the um, National Diet Library. I just managed to uh, get my get my copy of, well, not a copy, but a, a, a photocopy of like a 8th century Gyoki map, and then a bunch of um writings by the guy i was focusing on flip philip franz von der siebold who is the guy who did a lot of mapping he's a dutch um explorer and botanist who did a lot of scientific exploration and worked with uh takeya uh, i'm sorry ito um keisuke and uh mamiarinzo uh various and Takahashi Kageyasu, who are the various uh, mappers for the shogunate. Mm -hmm. But I just got all this down. I've locked down one of the chapters of my dissertation, and I'm getting ready to party. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to fucking go out. I'm going to get fucking crunk tonight because it's a weekend. I got no, like, golden weeks coming up. I'm ready to party. So I go to this bar at the corner, uh, a little Japanese bar, uh, one or two Yakuza people out front because that's the neighborhood I lived in. They are nice. They had a little, One of them had a little girl and was my best bud. Oh. We talked at the bus stop every day. Uh, but, um, but the, the, the night's kind of slow because it's like uh, everyone's getting ready for like travel because it's Golden Week, right? You know, you don't want to party like Golden Week Eve. You want to like get ready because there's a lot of travel during Golden Week. So um, you, uh, I got, and the party's just not really kicking. Like I'm just sitting there, I'm drinking my beers. I'm like, well, this isn't very fun. And then I hear 
a couple of techno strains and the door opens and who should it be? Alex! Alex, <laughs> of course. Alex comes in with a with a blast of electronic polka music. Uh-huh. Comes in and he doesn't speak the language, but immediately the party is up. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that the roof is not going to remain on this place. Sure. But the thing is, nobody else except for me and Alex, get that there's a party going on. Uh, the Japanese are, they're in their uncomfortable mode. Like there's two, there's a, there's two gaijin in here and they're not really feeling it. Like there's just a bunch of old guys in here and they're, they just wanted to enjoy their sake in peace on like a Wednesday night. Sure. And it's, it's Alex and I, nobody else can see Alex either. It's just, <laughs> it's just you That's... dancing to them. That's why yeah. they're in uncomfortable mode. Yeah. And I, I know for some reason I can repeat all the words that he's saying sure. um, in Dutch. <laughs> so they mistake me for for some some russian sailors mistake me for a dutchman and uh so anyway i get my shirt about halfway off and they just calm me down and so i'm sitting there and i'm like they i get like kind of pushed out onto the street they're like you need to sober up buddy you're a little too a little too drunk um but i'm like come on man the party no one can no one can just stand here but no they're just not having any of it so i go back to my apartment and i uh, get a zeki one cup and i just spend the rest of the night watching a lot of svu reruns (laughs) In my shorts and t-shirt. I understand. I wanted, I wanted to get I wanted to get my shirt off for this song, but I Alex wanted me so bad to get my shirt off, but he just couldn't. I just couldn't manage it. That they wouldn't let me. Yeah. Um. I get you, man. Wait. What? Let me ask you this. Did you like download the entirety of Law and Order SVU when you went to Japan? Yeah. Really? Actually, my partner did. Okay. Okay. That checks out. That he makes had, sense. I'll, I'll, all the law and orders and that everything. Yeah, my partner be- was big into uh, uh, stealing back when I was in Japan. Sure, 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 sure. Makes sense. And I- it was impossible to get all that stuff because it was, uh, that was early internet, I guess. No, no, because that was still when Netflix was mailing out like physical CDs yeah. and DVDs. So like I couldn't get any of it and it was in Japan. So I could only think I'd get with Japanese versions of everything. And I, you know, translated from my fucking day job. I didn't want to do it at night too. Sure. Yeah, legit. So uh, for me, this song... Um, We've been having trouble, me and my girlfriend, and uh, no, me and my part, me and my 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 lawfully wedded partner, Brenica, uh, Brenica, um, and Brenica, I just I can't stop making fun Heir of, of the heiress of the Brennans, uh, bagel fortune. Good, worth it, <laughs> worth the trek to get to Brennan's bagels. <laughs> she loves those doughy little holes, and that's why she married me. She calls me her doughy little hole. <laughs> Um, and, but we've been having problems. Uh, I can't stop eating bagels. She tells me she needs to save them. Um, but they're so good. You're uh, bankrupting my family, Seiki. That's, she says, you see the shape this is making? It's a zero. That's how much income is coming into the Brennan's bagels fortune. And I just say, it looks like a bagel to me, baby. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she says, that's, that's it. We're, we're breaking up. We're, I'm divorcing you and I'm leaving you. Uh, and I say, hey, you know what? As long as I can get the bagels and the divorce. And she says, you know what? You can get all the bagels you want. I don't give a shit. That's fine. Have the have the fucking bagels. But you know what? The reason you have anything is because of me. And the next day I wake up. And I wake up on the floor. Even the bed is already gone. Uh, and I look in my, my dresser. <laughs> wake up on like a dragon on a pile of bagels. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and my dresser, all I see are bagels. I go down and open the fridge. Actually, there's no fridge. It's just a pile of bagels where the fridge used to be. And she was really monkey pawn me with this one. Uh, and the only thing that I have left to my name is a shit ton of bagels and the clothes I went to sleep in. 
which are a, a stained uh, tank top. I think you have to... No, you're naked because don't you have to forge an outfit out of all the bagels? Shit, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm not naked. So here's what I have to do. I guess I have to wear... Whatever parts of my body will fit a bagel, I'm wearing bagels around because I have to go out and buy some stuff and I have to look decent. Uh So I've got bagels around my ankles, bagels around my wrists, bagels around my ears, bagels around my genitalia, bagels in my mouth. Um, Bagels, like little fake glasses of bagels. absolutely. So I'm stuffed up to the brim. I'm wearing my little bagel hat, which is just seven bagels stacked on top of each other. Um, So I'm I'm not naked, but I'm pretty naked but everyone who sees me says you're naked sir you can't come in here but i know <laughs> yeah, i'm wearing are. clothes <laughs> yeah all of your bits are covered yes. but you are naked my friend all of my tim bits uh ev we'll be right back with more it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast hey ev hey little guy that's my guy what you been here doing i am i've been thinking about opening things oh like gifts or stores Ooh, both. Really? What about a gift, a gift store? Do, do gift stores even exist anymore? I think that's like, yeah, exit through the gift the gift shop. That's a, you know, at a museum they have gift stores. Well, like, yeah, like a gift shop, but are there still like stores that sell just like gifts? Now, or has that wholly been taken over by the internet at this point? Earlier you made a differentiation between cryptids and monsters, and there I went with you. But I refuse to let you make a differentiation between shops and stores, because those are one and the same, my friend. If a gift shop exists, a gift store exists. But I think also... So you say you say gift shop instead of gif shop? <laughs> uh, wait, what do I say? I say gif. Gif shop. That's correct. Yeah. So you say you say gif shop. Oh boy, it makes me mad when people go, oh, it's graphics, so therefore it's gif. Fuck you, man. Do you say scuba? No, you don't say scuba. Do you? That's my argument. I, I told you all about that. Oh, you did? Yeah, you're just repeating my argument back to me. Oh, okay. But it's my argument now because I said it. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. On that's, this podcast. It's internet stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think I think they still have like Spencer's gifts. Those exist. Yeah, do they? I haven't seen a Spencer's Gifts in a long time. I bet there's still one back in our Southern Park Mall. I guess Hot Topic is sort of a gift store, isn't it? It is. I would consider it a gift store. Um, are you under attack by a helicopter? No, my son is running <laughs> back and forth on the roof. Or I, the... I thought there was some on the roof. Listeners, be not worried. The, the baby loves the roof. Um, I thought there was some desert storm shit happening at your house that maybe you were, there was some gunfire from a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my enduring freedom needs to be protected <laughs> by 16-year-olds. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I think I think there's probably Hallmark stores too, somewhere out there. Yeah, you know, you're right. So there are, so I think the gift shop has survived. Yeah. At least, at least like the chain gift shop. I, yeah. Because I know that my partner routinely visits the Hallmark store to buy like, uh, What's the word? Cards and things like that. I was going to say there is, goodness gracious, in Columbus alone, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 Hallmark stores. Holy fuck. Uh, And they all have different Amy's Hallmark Shop, Karen's Hallmark Shop, Lair's Hallmark Center. Ooh, is Hallmark like an MLM? It must be. Anybody can open a a fucking Hallmark shop. Well, I'm sure you can. I'm sure they franchise it. But very weird that Amy has three in Columbus. Karen has three. Lair has three. Weird. Okay, just... I think you're only allowed to open three. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Ev, Amy has four. (gasps) I fucked up our numbers here. Uh Uh-oh. Well... 
big hallmarks listening to this episode. They're going to crack down on Amy big, for having four stores. Big hallmark if you're listening. We're sorry. Amy, if you're listening, we didn't mean to get you in trouble. Big hallmark. Ignore that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't been to a gift store. I mean, I hate to say that I do all my shopping online because I would really love to support small business, but I really do. I mean, maybe a bookstore I'll go to and I'll buy a book or something, but I don't know. Do you do much shopping at, at local places anymore? Uh, just restaurants for the most part. Yeah, a lot of restaurants. Like, yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll go to like locally owned businesses and I know that, that franchisees are local businesses, but you know, I'll go to like a, like, a, like a book loft or like a little bookstore or you know, that sort of stuff. And I don't really go to the mall to buy anything. I'll look around sure. and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, so mostly online, I'd say 80, 90% online. Uh, Ev, I'm looking for a Hall- Although I have been in a Hallmark store many times. Me too. Mostly the one at the mall that we used to go to. I'm yeah. looking for Hallmark stores in uh, Youngstown, where we're from. And Ev, Youngstown. I see the Gorin's Yum Yum Tree Factory store. <gasps> the Yum Yum Tree is still open? Oh my goodness, my friend. I love that Yum Yum Tree. It does seem to be... Well, it closes soon. It closes at 7 p.m. Uh, but for right now, it is open, my friend. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's a that's a blast from the past. It, me too. Uh, what a great like name for a candy store, Yum Yum Tree. Yeah, I can't believe candy stores still exist. I mean, I've seen them come back, but like, I can't believe candy stores still exist. Like, wh- what variety of candy would you need to have enough of for there to be an entire fucking store? Wild, absolutely wild. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a thing that still exists. Now, speaking of candy, Ev, you know what's like eating a piece of candy. LGBTQ time machines. <laughs> Every time I would love to do a pod or a commercial. Another, all right, you know what? Fine. LGB time machine. Spotlight on Charlotte Cushman. I feel like it's been spotlight on Charlotte <laughs> Cushman for a really long time now. Not to throw shade. Hey, she, because we've spent so much time ignoring her, she needs more of the spotlight. This is true. LGB time machine. It's here. It's queer. It's our history. Uh, the latest episode, which came out on March 1st, 2020, is about Charlotte Cushman. Uh, and I highly recommend that everyone go check it out. Uh, uh, and uh, there's a lot of great information there for you that's all sourced for you right in the useful link oh, section. Cool. I love that. Um, and uh, sweet like candy, like Squanch Smanchers. Like Squanch Smanchers. We already did a commercial for them not too long ago, too. Champs in the making. There you go. More like chomps in the making as far as I'm concerned, because when you get near candy, these boys will eat it right up. That's right, it's a revolving table of voices from all over the Orange Groves network. They use a bracket to find the best Pokemon of all. What's that? You want to hear an episode that your friend Saker is on? Well, that one exists. It would be episode... 11, maybe? I don't know. What Pokemon did you defend? Oh, boy. I defended a lot of different Pokemon. Actually, maybe it's not even out yet. Uh, I defended a lot of different Pokemons. I I don't remember any of them because I don't really know anything about Pokemon. So I was just arguing based on how cute they were, basically. Oh, okay. So you're just looking at pictures of them? Yes, absolutely. I was looking at their stats, too. But again, that meant nothing to me. This one has Drill Nose, and the other one has Flat Foot. I think I'm going to vote for the one that has Drill Nose as their ability. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is like a, it's a full on democracy where you don't really have to know all the Republic. It's a Republican democracy. So you don't have to know anything about the candidate no, you can just, that you're voting for. You just might like their name. You saw them once on a, on a sign you drove past Yeah. and you don't need to do a single ounce of fucking research. Get in there and fuck around, buddy. That's what it's all about. We're going to have you on an episode real soon. The Pokeverse dies in darkness. <laughs> 
we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big wheel, that bagel wheel. <gasps> Some fantastic I know is true. Some fantastic. What the fuck even is this one? It's been so long. Change, yeah, I, I... change or improve the song, characters, etc. with the addition of fantasy and or science fiction elements. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, how would maybe not be better with the addition of a fucking griffin or something to this song? <laughs> uh, what if it's a yeah, it could be a man singing to his animal familiar. But anyway, um cuz when you when you when a, when a when a man bonds with a familiar, mm-hmm. Saker, I don't know if you're aware of this. You cease becoming two separate souls and become a blended soul. That's beautiful. I've never heard of such a thing. You don't really feel the wind racing through your feathers as a griffin. You've never, you never, you can't really experience that. Neither can a griffin experience the delicious tactile sensation of rubbing, rubbing your tongue all over a juicy uh, goblin burger. Sure, sure, absolutely. And a cup, of, a cup of frosty Jawa juice, because bird tastes are just different. But and I mean, and a griffin is part lion too. So, but when you're a linked soul, they still don't get that taste. They do, they do. I'm just saying what you couldn't, you couldn't do on your own. And I feel like having that experience, it's like you know. When, when you when you're with when you're with someone there are moments where you have shared experiences but you never really know what it's like to be in their head unlike with a bonded familiar sure yeah that checks out uh okay so if this could be a song about a bonded familiar uh what what fantasy things could break up i wonder like this could be a breakup song between uh, a dragon and his horde maybe he feels like he needs to like you know, move out and be on his own or something like that. It could that. be a breakup between the different parts of a chimera. Oh, okay. Like the, the, the lion and the goat heads aren't getting along. Sure, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe all decide they're going to break up. And <laughs> Oh, here's, let me, let me pitch this to you. Uh, okay. Let me bring up the lyrics here. It could be like, uh, I know your heart cannot be bought or sold. You're too selfish. Skuflaf of Miflorf, consider yourself told in Elvish. Now that uh, truly makes the song way better, right? So it's like, yeah, I mean, it could be someone breaking up with an elf. Okay, sure. Um, I, I think of the elf, I feel like elves do a lot of the breaking up because they realize the futility of dating anyone that's not an elf because they're going to live so much I actually don't longer. think they break up at all. I think they just like, honey, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to go pick something up. And then they come oh, back like 30 years later and it's like a vampire. Like, ooh, Levlalong, sure. you've come back to me. It's like, oh, oh shit. It was 30 years. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Do you think all like, elves have ADHD? Like they just, oh, fuck, I forgot. Time time just moves differently for them, right? I guess that's really depressing too because what, what's a precious moment to a human might be nothing to an elf. I, don't, I mean, we can still have precious moments, like, but to i mean time time moves differently so like they can they can focus in so i guess adhd is a good comparison because they can use like their will and focus in on a precious moment and then and like ray have a wife and raise like kids and then like one day they go upstairs and get really into rearranging their like (laughs) study and it takes them 10 years to do it yeah absolutely okay okay (laughs) so yeah what they get invested in they spend their time on Yeah, yeah all right i like that because how else, how fucking else could you have like an adventuring party, like a D&D style adventuring party where some douchebag is like a first level fighter, came just out of fucking fighter school, wearing his dad's 
piecemeal armor and he's got his mom's broadsword and he's like, I can't wait to fight some goblins down below. And there's an elf who is also first level who is 180 years old. <laughs> sure. What the fuck has he been doing with his life? Organizing right? a study. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I got really into tea sets for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then he would, I mean, there's gotta be, he would be a- Have you ever made coal into diamonds through friction? <laughs> he would be a level 10 frictioneer or a level 10 uh, tea sommelier. I feel like D&D needs more specialized classes. In three- No, because they, he has the same number of skill points. Like he couldn't, he couldn't have any more knowledge than- you know, a regular person, a first level human fighter and a first level elven fighter are indistinguishable, even more so in future editions. Yeah, you're right. Because even if he was a level 10 T sommelier who cross-classed into a level one fighter, he would still have more hit points. You're right. You're right. You got me there. Correct. You got me there. Correct. Um, yeah, that's a good point. How fucked up is that? Uh, it's almost like you can't squint too hard at it or it all falls apart because it is fantasy. Yeah, basically like every elf is like a gold digger marrying a 90-year-old. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 I can see that. <laughs> like, if you don't like the relationship, just wait a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, you'll wait it out. Unless they marry elves. I guess if an elf marries an elf, it has oh, to be. Oh, man, so yeah, this, is, this, this has to be someone breaking up with an elf because this is someone who is realizing that the elf is not committed to the relationship at all, but is willing to just wait it out. Sure, absolutely. Oh, and I think what a fucking horrifying realization that is. Where the, you're like, they're just going through the motions and they're waiting for you to die. Yeah, and I think maybe it's sort of a uh, if this were a narrative um, story, it, we get these these present day and then these flash forwards, right? Like that's mm -hmm. where those pivot lines come in, right? Pretty soon you will be wanting me, and then we flash forward, you know, fifty years in the future when he's an old man and and she's still the same beauty that she was to go, you know, and then. Uh, you know, pretty soon you will be needing me to leave. Uh, so I think, yeah, those pivot lines could be, you know, down the road. What is this relationship going to look like? Oh, man. And they're like, and she's like a sorceress or something. Mm -hmm. So she's like slowly plotting revenge against this motherfucker. Against her, her, her significant other? Yeah. And I will soon, be, I will only... I will only be the enemy. I will only be the enemy I know. Sure. Sorry, that line was a that line was a mouthful. That's a corker. I get you. Good. Is there is there anything we could do sci-fi wise to punch uh, this up? Is that. there a laser gun or a spaceship we could put into the? Lyrics? I immediately went to laser guns too. <laughs> That's the the sci-fi to me. That's the most indicative sci-fi thing. So it could be like it could be like mad scientist inventors divvying up their murder machines. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. I'm sorry, mad engineer inventors. Oh man, and I, I crossed my own line there. I truly feel that, you know, and we can argue till our throats are sore about how far you take a metaphor. Like this was a, a where one of the mad scientists is like, "We're going to rule the world." And then they're like, "All right, we'll get started on that laser." And then it's like, "Well, I, I just you know, I just wanted to kill Superman. We can't actually rule the world. That's impossible. Like, you can't rule. We can't unite everyone. There's different languages and different, you know, people. That's, that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of metaphoring that goes on in monologuing with supervillains and stuff. So there could definitely be a sci-fi element here. Um, yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. I think we got it both ways. We got it, we got it coming and going. We got it coming and we got it going. <laughs> Now it's time to take an email from our dinkies, our donkeys, our winky little wonkies. This one's one from our friend, Dan. Dan's email, Hi Dan. Dan's email is titled, It's Only Natural. Uh, this is going to be good. There are five questions here. 
So, oh, uh, let me one for each of the ladies. That's correct. Yes. Here's the Steve question. Are you familiar with the BNL track? It's only me, the Wizard of Magic Land, that was added to Disc One. All their greatest hits. I am not that kind of wizard. Evan, do we need to talk about this? Do we, do we need to break this down, break it apart? I wasn't even going to mention it. Evan posted a status on his Facebook that said, Hey, everybody, what kind of wizard am I? And I, of course, posted a YouTube link to the Wizard of Magic Land. Evan immediately deleted it, messaged me, and said, That's a warning. I will delete you. <laughs> Which is so rude. So rude. Are you familiar with that song, Evan? Only through this podcast, I've never heard it. It's a fucking great song, and you should listen to it. Okay. I will not. I will answer all four of the following questions, then. <laughs> I will imagine what my answer is going Very to good. be. Very good. Some questions about it. Did you know it's about masturbation? Absolutely not. I also did not, and I've heard that song 700 times. Uh, but I looked up the lyrics after you mentioned them, Dan, and boy, oh boy, is it about masturbation? Absolutely, 100. Yeah, and that's why I deleted it from my wall when you posted <laughs> it because I don't want my family. My family's on that wall. My my dead grandmother goes on that wall. <laughs> but Ev, that's what kind of wizard you are. You're you're a semen wizard. Uh, I truly no. believe that to be true. No, I'm not. That's not the case. All right, fair. Uh, number two, how do you feel now that you know it's about masturbation? I feel on fire. <laughs> like passionate or like upset or heartburn or all of them at once my, okay very my good loins are aflame with lust my heart is aflame with passion my body is aflame with literal flame i feel hungry and i don't know if that's because of the song or not but i am just going to tell you that i do feel Hungry. Do you like? I know, like some people get into food play. Do you get like into like food masturbation play, where like you want to like masturbate, but you also want to chow down on some chicken wings or something? We've literally talked about this in the podcast before, and I hate that we've talked about it on the podcast before. No, this song does not make me horny, even though it's about masturbation. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't get. In fact, whatever the opposite of horny is, I get that thinking about Steve masturbating. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel mm -hmm. about that man. Um, I love him. I want to kiss him on his little face Do tenderly. Do you think he wears his glasses while he masturbates? Mm, yes, because he's masturbating to pornography. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure he wants to see it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, that makes it's sense. The only thing that makes sense. Or does he just he's in his bathroom and he's got the he's got his phone screen just right up next to his face. <laughs> <laughs> his breath I I got I'm getting a mental picture now. His breath fogging up the screen. Everybody with their dirty phones, my friend. He is in isolation now. Yep. Oh, um, oh, oh. Oh oh, 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 that's the sound he makes when he comes. Um, number th number, the next question is multiple questions. Do you think they masturbated a lot on tour, on the bus, at the venues? Why did they write this song? I bet they masturbated as much as anybody. Well, I'd say any other average man in that case. And I'm not saying some men masturbate no way. way less, and some men masturbate way more. But I bet they masturbated a normal amount. No, no way. When you're on a tour bus and you don't even have a room to yourself. There's no way they masturbated a normal amount. How could they? Yeah, because they we've literally heard stories about them being in naked in bed together. And if they're like 
if you get to the point where you're okay with another man's naked flesh, like sliding over yours and you're like giggling about it, you're probably okay hearing them masturbate in the next room. And also I bet there's, there was a cool, they seem like people who would have like a cool little weird game about it where like Tyler's like Tyler's cranking one out and he gets like, gets going. And then like, as he groans his, his like exculpatory groans, they harmonize with it. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's probably true. Wait, do you think the pretty good ladies had sex with each other? I don't think they had sex with each other. They seem pretty straight to me, but I don't know for sure. But I think okay. that they're, I think they're, they're definitely, I don't know. I wouldn't peg any of them as holy as bi, but again, I bet they had bi experiences. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, as far as at the on the bus at the venues, probably both. Uh, I don't know which one more than the other. Probably at the venues. It's new every time. It's somewhere different. That's exciting for you, right? There's You don't get a lot of privacy know. at a venue, though, from my understanding. Oh, there's green rooms. There's bathrooms, especially at these big, huge uh, amphitheaters they're playing at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're jerking it in those, in those bathrooms. Um, why they, did... they didn't want to do it on the bus because the bus is sacred space. So they all had to, <laughs> you had to like, take a number when they get there and then just crank one out before the show. That could be. So they're all mellow. Uh, as far as why they wrote this song, um, I think because they're all children. They have the maturity level. As we saw from Bare Naked in America, none of them are very mature. So I think that makes sense that they wrote this song because they at that, were at like, that point. Yeah. Jerking it is funny. I think one of them came up with the metaphor. This was like a, a, a 2D6 song taken to its logical conclusion where they came up with a funny phrase like, the it's only me the wizard of magic land and they were like that's what it's called when you fucking jerk off like you call yourself the wizard of magic land because you're bringing yourself to the mystical realm of tirna nog and the others are like well let's write a song about that and then they they actually wrote the song about the title though is what happened in this case whereas we just have the funny title um i don't know it's fun uh but i think they wrote it because they're children uh last question um how did this become the theme song for the video game NHL 2002? <laughs> uh, well, as boy, every, is that a great question. As everyone knows, hockey players are really big into masturbation. Um, <laughs> you watched, got the sticks. You're handling sticks all day. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's getting, getting that close in the locker rooms and whatnot. Um, other I, naked I feel- dudes. Sometimes when you live a metaphor for long enough, even subconsciously, uh, it becomes your reality, right? So if you are like a baseball bat polisher and that is your job in life, you're probably going to masturbate a lot in your private life, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you're a like hot dog cutter, you're probably not going to masturbate that much at all. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to graduate to become a rabbi. You just got like one of those. Yeah. You've got like one of those, um, like those paper cut things with like the just the one arm and you just yep. have a hot dog and there's like a conveyor belt and you just feed the hot dogs through one after a time and cut them into the little the little mini dogs or you're like a it's like one of those uh woodworking what's a, a lathe and you take the full-size hot dog and with like sharp implements you whittle it down to like one of those party dogs yes I was, oh that's how they make little smokies little smokies you, yeah you just take a hot dog and meanwhile and you you're taking it. well you're taking drags off your cigarette and breathing on it the whole time so that's how they sure, get the sure. smoky flavor oh man every little smoky is a uh is an is a, a a a finely honed experience wow it's it's bespoke mm-hmm. a bespoke uh bespokies uh, here we go little bespokies <laughs> all right thank you for your detailed insight dan you're welcome dan cool. 
You're welcome, welcome, Dan. I hope we answered your five questions, including have you ever heard of it about (laughs) It's Only Me, The Wizard of Magic Land? It's nice that Saker didn't tell me this was going to be a question, so I didn't even get a chance to listen to the song. But that's okay. I feel like I, I feel like I vamped pretty well. Yeah, you did great. Don't worry about it, oh, buddy. Thank you. Everybody I loves won't, you. I won't. I won't. I think that you're I think the number that, one champion. I think that everyone's a friend. A friend of mine. It's it's only you, the Wizard of Magic Land. No, it isn't. I'm not. You know, Evan. I was ready to go to the next segment, but now I'm thinking: if you had listened to the song that I posted on your wall instead of immediately deleting it, you would have had the knowledge necessary. Right, but. You know, I, I only, sometimes I work in mysterious ways, but I always give you exactly what you need. You're the wizard of magic land. I am the wizard of magic land. Correct. (laughs) Now's the time of the show when we're done with the show. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about transitions. Uh, You can get with us on Twitter at BinDunePod. Get with us on Facebook. It's in the show notes. Join our discord. Contribute to the Patreon. Uh, we have all sorts of irons in the fire. Ebbo. We do? Yeah, of course we do. You're going to be on an episode of Champs in the Making. Champs, Chancellor Making. You're going to be on an episode of Chancellor Making about Winston Churchill. Um, what are you plugging this week besides uh, we know you want people to buy Shriekstone, now available at the Black Library for $3.99. You can get it in EPUB and Mobi formats, which you're able to read on a tablet or mobile phone. Read it on the bus. Read it on the airplane. We've all heard the pitch, Ev. What the <laughs> fuck else are you pitching? You can read it underground, too. <laughs> read it underground. Your phone has a built-in light. <laughs> Why would you use a light to read something on your phone? <laughs> it's. I turned the flashlight on on my phone and I tried to turn it real fast so that I could flash it on the screen. Um, what do you What are you plugging this week, buddy boy? I want like um, bouncers, but for adults. Oh, bouncers meaning like people who keep you out of clubs. No, no. You're tired of them being just exclusively for children? <laughs> yes. Keep the children out of the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I want bouncers to turn away the elderly. <laughs> Me too. Oh, man. For at like, I want bouncers to stand at the doors of Kroger at 7 a.m. for the elderly hours and just be like, you don't look 65. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's what I want. You're right. We're plugging the same thing this week, my friend. Good. That's, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I figured. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And I'm hungry. Ah, nice to meet you, hungry. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one weekend. I'm Theo, and this is LGBT Time Machine, an LGBTQ plus history podcast.
In each episode, I'll research and then discuss a topic or time period or person that's relevant to LGBTQ plus history, and hopefully this will encourage more people to look into our history. So far, I've done a broad overview of the persecution of LGBTQ plus folks in the U.S., talked about the homophile movement, the Lavender Scare, LGBTQ plus bars, and looked at some of the riots and events leading up to and including Stonewall. Tune in to the Orange Groves Network to learn some cool facts about LGBTQ plus history that you might not have known before.